Mark A. Altman, Darren Docterman, Ashley Edward Miller. Three fans who became professionals and then became... Trexperts. Inglorious Trexperts. Listen wherever you find podcasts or go to trexpertsplus.com. Hey, this is Mark Altman of Inglorious Trexperts in the 430 movie. And if you're a fan of our podcast, you don't want to miss Deck 78. Available now by subscribing at trexpertsplus.com. This is a bonus podcast full of great discussions about popular culture, film, and television. Here's a sneak peek. Um, Shatner is a guest star in one of the episodes. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the villains, right? Uh, yes. Roy freaked out because he didn't want to the association between Sequest and Star Trek. Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> yeah, you know, look for me. Shatner's one of the great ham actors of all time. Of course, you know he's just spectacular to watch, and you should be pleased he's here. He's not playing Captain Kirk, you know, but uh, it was, you know, you had to placate that. And then the earthquake, uh, that big uh, Northridge earthquake, yeah, you know, it shut us down for a couple of days. We came back and we're shooting. Uh, we're setting up to shoot on, on stage and somebody hits the lights for the production and there's stuff floating in the air. You know, the big particles of whatever. I don't know what it is. And then the, the door, stage door opens and guys in hazmat suits come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And, I, and I, they won't tell me what they're looking for. Oh, everything's yeah. fine. Uh-huh. Why are you in that suit? Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I call Tom Thayer and they won't put me through to him. So I shut down the show for the day. I said, we're done. We're going to stop for the day because I'm not going to be a part of poisoning everybody here. Mm-hmm. And I got called on the carpet for that. God, you guys should be giving me an award for this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's going to get cancer. I cleared the place. But it... Um, it was an interesting experience. I remember being on the junket for it, and uh, they made a big deal out of this isn't science fiction. This is science fact. And, you know, basically, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Roy is uh, he's like Jack Cousteau. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, that's the way we were to be. And we, you know, I, we try to, you know, sort of feather that at the end of the show with uh, Bob Ballard saying, you know, yeah. 30 seconds on something that's actually mean something. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, uh, there were people on the show who couldn't stand having him there. We're not, we're not doing public television. This is an education. Uh, it's, it's, it, you know the battles. Yeah. It's, it's a sad thing that, uh, that Scheider was, uh, was uh, leery of uh, being on TV because that, now that stigma doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was huge. Back then. Oh, I know, yeah. I know it was. But uh, you know, huge actors are doing TV now. Yeah, De Niro just uh, announced his, yeah. uh, was announced as a lead in a Netflix series. Yeah, did, that's, did that's you see new shows debuting? Yeah. Fubar. Did, did you oh deal God. with um, Spielberg at all? Did he know he had this TV show on the air? Like, was he <laughs> uh, ever involved? Yeah, I, I, I didn't deal with him much. He was in Poland. He came back. He was. Uh, he devoted some time to us a little bit, but not mm. to the degree you you, you would like. Um, right. I remember the first time he came into the writers' room and we're talking, and he's staring at Bob Ingalls. <laughs> he said, "You were in the show last night." 
So he was watching it. That's good. So it wasn't commensurate with what he was getting paid. No, but you know what? He he's a guy. You, it's it's hard to argue with him because he know, he literally knows everything about yeah. him. Yeah, he just does. I mean, it's a compendium of, of knowledge that maybe Scorsese knows more. I don't know, but were there he, were there ever any edicts to shoot on location in the dive restaurant in Century City? Spielberg uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 restaurant. That didn't happen. They, uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Good fries. Um, did we? And then, and then, Roy had had enough, and and Michael Ironside comes in for the last season. Were you? I had you had there. enough? You were I, gone I, by I, then. I was just there for the first. I I was there for the first season. I moved it to Florida into the second right. season. Then I, I went off to do other things. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it. I felt like the people that uh, I'm I'm guessing Ambien, uh, the executives insisted on doing the show so they could walk to the set from uh, the Amblin offices. Sure. It should, they had a great facility in Florida that wasn't being used. It had all the things you want in a show about being underwater that you could access within 10 minutes of where you are, right. certainly within the zone, and shoot underwater. There's a place called Wiki Washi. I don't know if you guys know that, but there's a mermaid show there. It's crystal clear spring waters, and they have a theater underwater with, you know, glass that must span 30, 40 feet and 12 feet high looking out onto the water. You, it, you could have done so much there, but they didn't want to do that. You know, it was uh, it's a lot of hubris on the part of a lot of people who wear suits and ties. Yeah, that happens. That's for sure. So subscribe today at TrexpressPlus.com and don't miss a single episode of Deck 78. Fire the rockets. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, one of the co-hosts of Inglorious Trexperts. And if you're a Trek fan, you owe it to yourself to pick up the 50-year mission, the complete uncensored oral history of Star Trek. It's available wherever you buy books, digital, or audio. And speaking of books... Check out my new book about the making of John Wick. They shouldn't have killed his dog. Also available wherever you buy your books. You see a pattern happening here? Well, what are you waiting for? Get on it. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is the 430 movie. Welcome to the thrill of the chase week. Okay, I'm just trying to trying to get to the excitement of it all. And speaking of exciting, no, no, don't. We can't copyright. We got to change the notes. Too many notes. Even happening right now. Okay. Speaking of exciting, we got Mr. Monday, Stephen Melching. Onyamar, get set, go. Tuesday, it's Darren Dockerman. Come on, we got to get out of here. They're after us. <laughs> on Wednesday. And if he picks Attack of the Clones, I'm out of here. 
Mr. Wednesday, <laughs> Ashley Edward Miller. If running and tripping and crying and begging for mercy makes me a coward, well, then I guess I am a coward, Mr. Brave Man. <laughs> and on Thursday, I'm Mark A. Altman, and welcome to another exciting week, and this will truly be exciting, of the 430 movie. We're past the mid-season point, and Ooh. things are getting real. How many Last do we have weeks, left? Not that many. Not that many, because it's 13 episodes, and we've recorded, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, we're past the halfway point. Uh, <laughs> this, is, so, this is some number. So I don't know what I, I, number this is. I wasn't told there'd be math involved. Well, Steve, <laughs> of all people, I would expect you to be prepared for this. But here, let's take a look. Let's take a look, because at the beginning of the, let's have chat GPT now. Uh, so at the beginning of the week, we month, uh, the season, we started with Cruise Control. The films of Tom Cruise following week was The Plays the Thing. Uh, movies adapted from plays. Uh, episode three of season six was Oscar week. Uh, episode four, who can forget when <laughs> animals attack week. <laughs> episode five, take me out to the ball game week. Great baseball movies. Baseball. Baseball, Ray. And then six was Denzel Washington week. The Prince of Tide himself. And uh, uh, over the last two weeks, episode seven was movies of the week week. Right, <laughs> and uh, that was a that was a that was a good one. People yeah. love that one. Yeah. Go figure. People love that UFO incident, Steve. Good choice. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, uh, last week we did uh, Guilty Pleasures Three: Revenge of the Guilty. That was our third time returning to the Guilty Pleasure trow, and, um, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And people seem to like that as well. So now we're in as episode nine of uh, season six, wow. the thrill of the chase mm. week. So. We, we have only four have more after this. Four more and stay, find out what's behind the red door next week um, when you join us. <laughs> and uh, it's very, very exciting stuff. So um, we're not going to reveal more, what those episodes are. I'm more interested in what's behind the green door. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Well, I'm, I'm curious yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for NSFW week. Okay, so uh that's maybe it'll come next season. Who knows? Um okay. So uh I gotta ask you guys, it's thrill the chase week. Uh presumably these are great uh, car chases, but I don't know. Could be people on feet, foot, foot any chase running. I don't know, people any kind on of chase. Feet week. <laughs> <laughs> So, but my, my question for you, if you were in a car chase, we were in a car chase, what is like the ultimate car that you would want to be in? No question. Uh, a uh, Cobra 427S. That's what I would want to be in. Zero to 100 and back in 10 seconds. If you own one of those, you've got a little thing around your license plate that says my other car is slower. That is the car that you want. What about you, Steve? What kind of car would you want to be in if you're being chased? Oh man, I don't know from cars. Something that gets uh that has has a long range so I can keep driving. I don't have to stop for gas. So it won't be a Tesla. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, what a great acceleration though. Yeah. But you run out of yeah, you've never seen the run electric the car in the in the chase, in the big <laughs> chase scene, right? Uh Darren Doctor, what about you? You got a car in mind? Uh yeah, I'm going to uh, be in the uh, truck from Duel. <laughs> Ooh, the truck from Duel. Interesting. Well, I, guys, I think this is a no-brainer for me. Aston Martin DB5. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. Got it, you know. No no stopping, no stopping me in that. Except for that little old lady with the machine gun and gold. Except figure. that every time he's driven it, he's been stopped in it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. 
<laughs> that's I'll true. Take, uh, you know, I'll take the DeLorean time machines, then I can go back in time oh, to be- before the chase. Before the chase started. begins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Steve <laughs> wants to experience the power of love. So, <laughs> always. Yeah. You think Huey Lewis is always on the radio in that car? Oh, I can Probably. only hope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. There's yeah. like a playlist with one song and one song only. Now, I got to ask you then, this brings up another question. Our good friend Dave Rogers, uh, Emmy winner for The Office and uh, volleyball mm. player and, and uh, nacho eater extraordinaire. He has a, um, a night quite a rider. He's got he has a kit. You mean he, he has, has a kit? Not, not night rider. He, okay, he has a, he has a kit. He has <laughs> yeah. the kit car. He's got one of the night rider cars. So, so my, my question is, Steve, mm. if you could have a kit or a DeLorean, which would you prefer? Well, I mean, the DeLorean. I mean, the DeLorean can travel in time, and and you know, if it has the hover conversion, it can fly. So it's uh, you know, it's pretty multi-purpose. It, it can't talk though, which is maybe a good thing because William <laughs> Daniels would be a little annoying after a while. I think. Darren, one of my favorite uh, vehicles I've ever seen, and I'm not talking about the Landmaster from Damnation Alley, <laughs> but you you used to have a Pathfinder mm. that you transformed. Into the Bat Finder, I put uh, the 1966 uh, graphics on it, and uh, and uh, changed the sticker on the back to say uh, "From Gotham Toyota." Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun, um, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's gone now, and it it remains a a, a good memory. I never wanted to ride a shotgun in that car because I felt it made me Robin. <laughs> well, my my license plate said W-R-Z-R-O-B-N. Where's Robin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I don't think I ever knew that. That's awesome. Yeah. Darren would would drive down Sunset Boulevard. I'm looking for Batgirl. Mm -hmm. No. Batman doesn't look for Batgirl. <laughs> never goes down. He looks for Catwoman. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, so, if you ever read, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, um, oh, why am I blanking on his use name? Use your words. The actor who played Robin, uh, Burt Ward. Ward. Burt Ward. Burt Ward's autobiography. Uh, the, the the women were chasing them everywhere. Yes, I'm sure that was true. <laughs> Even for Mr. Ward. That's why he carried what he did in his utility belt. Or Burton Burton Jervis the third. By the way, I have to tell you, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we recorded a wonderful episode of uh, the Deck Seventy Eight with um, David Burke, where we talked about Wise Guy and and um, uh, uh, Crime Story and um, Sequest. And apparently, Kenny Wall is listening to it. He was he heard it was huh. a great episode, oh. and he wanted to check it out. So we'll, we're gonna have to find out what Ken Wall thought. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. So that, that's always, it's always good to hear when the people you're talking about are interested uh, in, in in what you're talking about in most cases. <laughs> it's a few times maybe, maybe spend they don't listen, but uh, in most cases it's good. So what about you? You, you, uh, um, Ashley have a, uh, um, you have a Tesla. I do. And um, uh, what, what, if you could have any car, any car, any car from the movies, television, what would it be? Oh wow, man! Um, that that is such a that is such a tough call. I mean, there actually, I there is there is absolutely a car that I would I would take, but I feel like when we start getting into that level okay. of specificity from the movies, yep. we start okay. naming movies. Um, but. Uh, from television, I've got to say, you know what? 
I have always been a fan of the Night Industries 2000, especially like before the the uh, questionable third season where she got all the mods and uh, looked weird mm. and had to have pursuit mode. It's like, well, why does it need pursuit mode? It already had pursuit <laughs> mode. It already went like 300 miles an hour. That was pretty great. So I Darren, would totally take that. Darren has an amazing replica of the Batmobile. I got to tell you, I would love to have one of those 19, those Futura Nineteen sixties Batmobile. It's a six scale, and uh, both I and Mister Burnett have one. Mm. Well, good for you both. We are. How it is good for us. How wonderful for you! <laughs> it's the only car that Rob Burnett owns. I, I don't know. I may, have, <laughs> may I ask I how much you spent for it? You may ask. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Steven? <laughs> I was like, speaking of kit, I don't know if you guys ever went to Universal Studios back in the day when they had a sure. kit car out uh, on this little platform and you could go and sit in it and uh, talk to kit. Uh, I remember going and sitting in it and uh, on a visit in 1983, not realizing that uh, it might have been voiced by uh, someone who became a friend years later. They, they uh, had this little booth where they could... Uh, see the people getting into the car and they had all this trivia on the walls uh, from the Knight Rider universe so they could... Wow, uh, William Daniels, how his career has fallen. <laughs> <laughs> a job's a job. I guess so. <laughs> you said but, there was uh, somebody else to the voice of Kit uh, that was doing oh, yeah, the voice no, of no, I mean, it was just kids working in a theme park. <laughs> oh, did you do, did you do that? Pedro Pascal. No, but some of my, when I worked, uh, I worked at uh, Universal Studios as a puppeteer in the early 90s. And uh, some of my colleagues at that attraction had worked on Kit uh, doing the voice while it was, while it was there. Who you know, it's funny. You could get away with that back in the day. Now the kids would be like, that's not canon. <laughs> that you, you know. Who'd have thought, Steve, that you'd be the one to pull the strings? <laughs> pull the pull strings. The strings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I, I want that that badass car that Captain Picard had in Nemesis. No, no, you I don't. don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, no, that didn't. So don't. Um, okay. Well, this is uh, this is gonna be an interesting week. I'm curious to see um, uh, what chase scenes resonate for all of you and how they make the transition to great movies or maybe not great movies. I mean, there, there could be terrible movies that have great chase scenes in them. We're That's about true. to find out as we curate another fantasy theme week of classic movies. This week, the theme is the role of the chase. Great, great chase movies, great chase scenes, rather. So as always, Steve will start us off on Monday. <laughs> uh, what do you got? What do you well, say? What do you, what do you know? I'll, I'll start off by saying I didn't realize the topic was chase scenes. Uh, I thought it was movies. Uh, well, chase it is. With, with yeah, movies. The, the most so, well, of the movie was a be. chase. Hopefully it has good chase scenes in it. Yeah, 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 right. It's not like the whole movie's a chase. We're not doing it's a mad, mad, mad world or anything. I mean, but you could. You could. You uh, you could, of course. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't, but, but you could. <laughs> I mean, chase movies, uh, chases in movies, uh, you know, have a long history uh, in movies. You know, like some of our other topics, uh, a chase storyline is inherently dramatic because you've either got heroes that are chasing someone that you're hoping that they'll catch or your heroes are being chased by someone and you hope they get away. So it's kind of inherently dramatic. It's a very simple, easy to follow storyline that translates well to to uh, other languages. And uh, I think there's been a lot of really great chase movies of various kinds over the years. And I was looking at some of the movies we've picked in the past on the show, and 
I've picked a number of movies that would qualify uh, uh, this week that I'm not going to pick mm. this time, but uh, I'm sure we'll discuss some of them because they're awesome and we can pick duplicate picks if we want. We decided we can do yeah. that now. Steve, um, uh, doesn't the uh, the chase scene go all the way back to the silence? Some of the great chasings, you think of Buster Keaton or Harold Lloyd, Speedy, you oh, know, yeah, Speedy. Uh, wonderful, wonderful chasings. And because you could do some, a lot of times it was um, the red car or what the cable cars that were, you know, being chased. Uh, yeah, well, there's a great uh, Buster Keaton movie where, gosh, the title escapes me at the moment, where he's being chased by the police and he does all these great stunts and grabbing onto the, yeah, the cable car as it goes by and, and, you know, getting in various vehicles and, and, um, you know, it's just inherently cinematic, you know, using speed and editing to, to create an exciting sequence or movie. Yeah. I, I, I think people really love chase scenes. There's something so visceral about it. It really grabs you. I mean, the cinema really lends itself to a great chase scene I'm mean, between you know cinematography and editing and music it really can create uh, something that really engages you as as a viewer so um what's uh, what's your pick for uh, monday steve so my i'm going to ease into monday with a movie that maybe is not the first movie that comes to mind when you think of a of a chase movie but uh, i think it's uh, a lot of fun uh it's uh it can be summed up in a single word let me guess. Say anything. <laughs> oh, different words. kind of chase. <laughs> I thought it was like chasing. I didn't realize it was okay. And the word is serpentine. Ah, <laughs> yes. Oh, what a great pick. What a great so pick. It's, uh, of course, I'm speaking of 1979's The In Laws. He's a dentist from New Jersey. Oh, Make a house call. Yes, one of those emergencies. He travels a lot on business. I work for the CIA. He's got a successful practice. Mr. Hershon, I cannot work this way. He's got a dubious past. You were involved with the Bay of Pigs? Involved? That was my idea. In 48 hours, his son is marrying his daughter. Could I borrow you for a couple of minutes? What's five minutes for a member of the family? Where are we going? Just over to my office. I want you to break into my safe. And what happens in between will bring them together. For better? Did we hit the little boy on 6th Avenue? Or for worse? No, I'm not him. Uh, he's my in-law. Look, here's my card. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. To have and to hold. I'd really like a chance to explain. No explaining! Just get out of my life! <laughs> in sickness? What are you laughing about? He was thrown out of the agency late last year in a mental. A mental, you heard me right. And in health. <laughs> to honor and to obey. In the dirt! To love and to cherish. I'll kill him, I swear to God, kill him! Prosperity? What's that? Five million bucks. Just hang on to it. Five million dollars. And in adversity. In the good times, as well as the bad. So long as they both shall live. Come on, Vince. What's the plan? Ah, I'm wide open. 
What do you got in mind? Fuego! If any person can find just cause why these two should not be joined together, let them now speak or forever hold their peace. Call it off. Stay the hell away from them. Mom, we cannot wait any longer. Alan Arkin. Fall, Warner Brothers proudly pronounces you in-laws. The in-laws. Uh, directed by Arthur Hiller, who uh, was an Oscar nominee for Love Story, but also directed a number of other movies, including the Americanization of Emily and The Hospital. Uh, it was written by the great Andrew Bergman, who wrote uh, Blazing Saddles and The Freshman and Honeymoon in Vegas and Fletch, a uh, terrific comedy writer. Uh, had a great score by uh, John Morris, who composed the scores for most of Mel Brooks's movies, including Young Frankenstein and The Producers. Steam. And what's that? Steam. Young Frankenstein. Oh, Frankenstein, yes, of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, the in-laws, uh, you know, stars Peter Falk, Columbo himself as uh, Vince Ricardo, a, uh, a, a presumably someone who claims to be a CIA agent who's involved in a, in a caper of sorts. And uh, Alan Arkin, uh, an amazing actor who's been in just so many wonderful, uh, indelible roles. As he's, uh, he's very, he's very memorable in this. I'll tell you that he's very memorable <laughs> as Sheldon Shelley Cornpet, a, a a dentist in New York City who gets dragged into this crazy caper. Uh, it also has uh, Ed Begley Jr. in a in a small but memorable role as a CIA uh, station agent, uh, and uh, and. A young David Pamer uh, in a in a memorable role as a as a taxi cab driver in New York City, and uh, it's just a great classic sort of buddy comedy movie where you it takes that classic dramatic conceit of of mashing two kind of opposite personalities together and forcing them uh, to work together to uh, get, solve a problem or get out of trouble. Where you know Peter Falk is kind of this unflappable charlatan, you know, yarn spinner, and you're never quite sure if what he's saying is is bullshit or true because it's some of his stories sound outrageous. He's talking about being in Africa and, and watching tsetse flies the size of eagles carrying off small children into the jungle, uh, and and spinning other crazy tales. And and uh, when he gets called on it people often explain like well of course he's going to say that he can't you know that would ruin his cover if he if he said something else uh also the uh the um the ruler of the uh of the small country uh libertini uh what's his first richard name libertini. richard libertini yes is, is amazing oh my god <laughs> so crazy uh, and it's and uh uh it, it's the the storyline it starts off with a great heist where a an armored car is is robbed of uh several uh engraving plates destined for the US mint and the 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 underlying plot is a is a scheme to to uh counterfeit uh a tremendous amount of US currency and and destabilize the global financial markets and uh Peter Falk you're not quite sure if he's he's you know he was involved in stealing or planning the 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 heist, but you're never quite sure is he is he working for the CIA? Is he working for someone else? 
and uh, he, the conceit is Peter Falk's son is uh, is about to be married to Alan Arkin's daughter. So they're meet uh, Arkin and Falk meet for the first time uh, right before the wedding. And because uh, they're going to be in-laws, they're going to be in-laws. <laughs> and uh, Falk draws Arkin into his this crazy scheme. And they're they're chased all over New York. And, and the chase follows them down to this small Central American island and uh, and back. And it's just. Uh, a, a really fun movie full of just just funny little foot chases and, and car chases and, and serpentine shell serpentine. Yes. So much of the joy is watching Alan Arkin try to deal with these situations. There's a great shootout in New York City where he's this hitman is chasing him around this parked taxi cab trying to shoot him. <laughs> he keeps ducking down. Just it's just so ludicrous. Or they step off the airplane on this island to meet this, you know, this uh, shady character that, you know, welcome to Tiana. Bang, shot dead immediately. Uh, it's hilarious. Just, just a really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of my favorite parts is they need to get the keys to this car and they're in the, I think, in the pocket of the dead man lying on the tarmac. And uh, he runs out, grabs the keys, and runs back towards the. <laughs> the car while Peter Park says, yep, serpentine, serpentine. So he runs back out into the line of fire so he can serpentine back to the car. <laughs> it's so silly. You know, it's so funny. This film uh, has always been the bridesmaid for me, never the bride. I've, I've almost picked this a bunch of times on the show and never found the right week for it. And uh, I'm so glad you, you picked it. And I had such a crazy story at the dentist with this one. Because um, I'm in the dental chair and I got this crazy dentist, this weird dentist. And uh, I said, you know, I said to him at one point, he says, oh, don't worry. This is going to hurt. I said, just don't go a marathon man on me. And he goes, wait a second. He goes, you're in the business, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the business. He goes, he goes, you know, I'm sick of you guys always making the dentist the bad guy. Why is the dentist always a bad guy? He's always like trying to torture or kill. You know, it, it, he said more dentists have committed suicide than any other doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's well, really maybe interesting. It's unstable people choose dentistry. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy has like a drill that he's about yeah. to put in my mouth. So I'm like, well, you know, my favorite dental movie, movies about a dentist, is, the, in, is yeah. the in-laws. And he's like, yes, why can't they make more movies like that? <laughs> and thank God he spared me. Thank God for the in-laws. Look, more dentists are behind the scenes funding movies than there are in movies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's dentist week. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesday, it's marathon, man. Um, but Steve, that's a great, that's a that's a great pick, and it's just such a fun movie. And I think it's a film maybe a lot of people don't know. It also is another contributor to why 1979 may truly be the greatest geek year ever. <laughs> well, it, was a very, it. it was, I think, the 16th or 17th highest grossing movie that year. It was it was very successful. And, and I, oh, I forgot to mention, I, I got to credit my wife for this pick. Uh, it's it's possibly her favorite movie of all time. Oh, and I told her about the topic. She said, yeah, she said, oh, the in-laws. Like, oh, great idea. So we watched the excellent uh, Criterion Collection Blu-ray uh, edition. So in other words, this isn't your pick for this week. Yeah. It's your wife. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, that's fine. Pick. Just as we know. Okay. 
Now we know. But there's a great audio commentary track on that disc, like uh, Falk, Arkin, uh, mm. Hiller, and Bergman, I think, all do That's the commentary great. track. That's and on really Monday, cool. it's Dana Melching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, considering she's going to be taking over Trexperts. Uh, I think that's, that's fine. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's a that's a great pick, great pick, and of course that brings us to Tuesday and Darren Doctorman. That brings us to Tuesday, and uh, if I had a DeLorean time machine, I would take us back to 1998 for this movie because it is none other than John Frankenheimer's amazing Ronin. You ever kill anybody? I heard somebody's feelings once. I never walk into a place I don't know how to walk out of. Oh, I know you. I don't think so. It's a small world. Not in my experience. He was hired to lead a mission. This is what we're after. To recover a package. We need to take it intact from several men who will be intent on preventing us. Nice. My kind of job. That some are willing to die for. Relax, darling. Just a game. Could you take a picture of me and my wife? Get the background. Guy goes for the case. Other guy's protecting the principal. Oh, they're good. And everyone is willing to kill for. I want $100,000. I want it up front. I want another 100000 when you get the case. All good things come to those who wait. Target is on the way. We've gotten the word. We're moving. Come on, let's go. You don't want to go up there. Get out of here. Walk away. Walk away. Let's go! How did you know it was an ambush? That's the first thing they teach you. Who taught you? I don't remember. That's the second thing they teach you. We've made a good plan, and we're going to stick with it. What's this girl work for? Are you afraid? Of course I'm afraid. I think I'm reluctant because I'm happy. Who are our employers? I'm not under any obligation to let you know. If you are not, then the price has got to go up. It's not going to happen. The girl sold us out. We're following the wrong people. In the car! United Artists presents... Robert De Niro. I won't hurt you. Ronin. You worried about saving your own skin? Yeah, I am. Covers my body. Mm. Uh, starring Robert De Niro, Jean Reno, and Natasha McElhone. Uh, it is the most uh, grown-up, fun, sort of spy caper movie uh, ever. And it has some of the most amazing car chases ever put on film. And of course, you know, Frankenheimer is old hat at that kind of thing. Um, but uh, it is truly uh, uh, an amazing film because the performances are great. Uh, De Niro is, uh, is really uh, quiet in this one. He, he hardly says anything. Um, but uh, he has, uh, he, you know, he is a, a person with uh, certain skills and uh, he uses them and uh, to uh, to uh, quality effect. Um, it is a uh, it is a mystery. 
where uh, the uh, the truth of it is never fully revealed. Uh, it is uh, uh, a chase uh, by many factions against uh, against other factions, and you don't really know whose side anyone is on. And it's it's quite amazing. It's uh, uh, extremely well done, and uh, the suspense is uh, in every scene, uh, even among the people that are supposed to be our friends and collaborators. Uh, there is uh, much tension about who's on whose side and who is there for what reason. And uh, there's a, a great scene where uh, uh, De Niro shows his prowess in uh, in sort of supplanting the plans of uh, other people in the group. And uh, it's really it well just done. ambushed you with a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Never go in somewhere you don't know how to get out of. Well, that's true. Uh, and... You know, it uh, it has surprises around every turn, literally, uh, and the the cinematography is amazing, and the direction is uh, almost inhuman. Uh, it is it is uh, incredibly well done, and it never loses its reality, even though some of the things that are happening is are completely would be unbelievable in other movies. Uh, but it it never loses its uh, its reality hook. Um, I, the first time I saw it, I was blown away, and uh, I watch it uh, every year or so, and uh, it never it never gets stale. Uh, Ronan, which of course means a, uh, a a warrior without a master, and that's what uh, that's what De Niro plays. What's in the case? What's in the case, Darren? <laughs> What's in the case? It's Where's probably Paul the same that? thing that is in uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so as Wallace's soul and yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's head. They moved in together. They're like an odd couple. Only different. Man, I love Ronan. And that the 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 car chase that is to me like it's there's a couple of them actually. There there are, yeah. but like but the but the 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 queen mother. Yeah. I mean that it, that to me is the thing that just makes Ronan just stand apart. Like it is it's so beyond great. Um, and what's great about it is that it shows off everything that makes uh, for a great car chase. Um, the It's not just that the stakes are clear and high. It's not just that the obstacles are interesting, but they are believable. And what Frankenheimer does is he puts you inside the car, mm -hmm. man, uh, and he really sells that there is a real driver um, who is reacting to things and um, in command of a vehicle that that has rules? Uh, yeah. It doesn't ever feel like he's cheating with editing. Right. Um, it, it never loses clarity uh, or coherence, um, and you just get a. And this is this is another thing that I think is um, you rarely get uh, in car chases, especially now, especially in the in the world of CG. You feel the mass mm -hmm. of the vehicles and the implications of that mass at speed. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't just seem like, you know, it's it's a video game, which is which is what I love most about it. Um, and it's, it's funny. There's all those, you know, those stories about like, is Michael Bay like John Frankenheimer's love child? Well, let me tell you something. If he is and look. 
Michael's a nice guy, but like, but if he is, it's like whatever the gene is that like makes John Frankenheimer capable of saying, you know what happens when a man sits behind the wheel of a car and drives the unholy shit out of it? I'm going to direct that and show you that 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 gene. And apparently, it's a recessive gene. It's a recessive <laughs> gene. And it, Look, it, it, I would I would disagree. I would disagree. I I was I'm totally with you. I love the fact that this is a movie in which gravity exists. You know, um, the laws of physics exist. Uh, there's no CG. I mean, it's it's remarkable. I, you know, I gotta say, look, I'm not a big Michael Bay fan, but like the car chase in The Rock, which has no reason to exist, true. Uh, is true. a great car chase. That's you know, true. it's a great. It's ridiculously tacked on to a movie it has no place in, but it, it is actually a great car chase. That's fair. Yeah, so Ronan, look, at that. look what we just did on this on this show, you guys. We just we just. Stood up for for Bayham is what we did. <laughs> go, go figure. <laughs> and that's the last time that will ever happen. <laughs> um, you were well, going to say look, something, Steve. Oh, I was just going to add that this such Ronan is such a smart movie. Uh, the storyline, the characters are just really well drawn, and the stunt driving is impeccable. And we, I think, we picked this movie as a, a Friday pick like three plus years ago. So it's been a while since we talked about it, but you. You can't talk about it enough. It's it's I think a movie that is often overlooked and forgotten that uh, really deserves it, uh, a place in the pantheon. One day we should kind of have like a four thirty movie hall of fame. The movies we keep coming back to that people don't realize how great they are. Like everyone knows, like Casablanca is great, right? We don't need to champion that, but it's like. Uh, the Godfather is great. People know that. We don't have to champion that. There's a couple of movies that we keep coming back to on the show. Crimson Tide, you know, um, uh, there are a, a couple it's of movies. not show or week. You know, and this, <laughs> this is another one of these movies that we've picked a couple of times. And every time I feel it's totally earned. And if one person goes and watches it who's never seen it, they're yeah. in for such a treat because yeah. it's such a special movie. Remember, this is the return to form of Frankenheimer. Yep. Frankenheimer had done these amazing movies like Seconds and Manchurian Candidate, where he was reinventing movies. He was re he was reinventing cinema. I mean, he was just like on the cutting edge, out there where you gotta be. And yeah. then he did the you know, cutting edge. And then, <laughs> you know, and then he ends up doing crap like uh, the remake of Island of Dr. Moreau and, you know, in the 70s and a bunch of other crap. And you're like thinking, OK, he's done. And then one of his last movies, you know, he and this is, you know, why Quentin's thing is such bullshit. But, oh, uh, I'm only gonna make 10 movies because old people can't direct. Ugh. Well, there it sits. John Frank and I, I don't know how old he was when he made this, but this movie is as vital and as kick-ass and as groundbreaking and as awesome as anything made by any 20-year-old. And 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 uh, it's a great movie, and I'm so glad. I couldn't imagine not having this in Chase Week because it truly is one of the great chases in cinema history. Yeah, there's. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but there's another you know older filmmaker that made another Pantheon-worthy chase movie. Who knows if we'll hear from that? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I wouldn't be surprised if it did show up. And of course, Steve's talking about Rob Cohn is the Fast and the Furious. No, <laughs> <he's> not. <laughs> Definitely uh, not. Not on my ship, Mister. Um, okay, well, that is a fantastic pick. Uh, again, what a week this is shaping up to be. Um, and now we go to Ashley. 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the pace of the chase. That rhymes uh, a little bit on Wednesday. Uh, I am gonna move us uh, from the streets to to feats. <laughs> that rhymed again uh, with a little science fiction ditty uh, from um, 1987. And I want to read you guys something. It is the opening text from this film, uh, which is pretty shocking. Lee Majors like in this. The Last Chase. <laughs> By 2017, the world economy has collapsed. Food, natural resources, and oil are in short supply. A police state divided into paramilitary zones rules with an iron hand. So far, that doesn't resemble anything. Television <laughs> is controlled by the state and a sadistic game show called The Running Man. In the year 2017, an innocent man accused of a crime has a choice. Hard time or prime time. Sensational, perfect contestant. I want him. He must pay or play The Running Man. On your mark! I'll be back. Rated TV show in history. Guess they want us to stay. It's a game between life and death. become the most popular program in history. All <laughs> art, music, and communications are censored. No dissent is tolerated. And yet a small resistance movement has managed to survive underground. <laughs> 1987's uh, The Running Man, starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, said in 2019, it is one of the most shockingly goddamn prophetic science fiction films of all time. Like, you watch that movie and like Los Angeles is pretty much Los Angeles. It's pretty crazy. So the, the premise is, and I know you guys can't wrap your heads around this because like it, it doesn't resemble anything that like we're we're seeing today. Um, you know, in inside like this like heavily like controlled uh police state, um, we've got people who love reality shows. They love their completely insane game shows. And the most insane of all is the running man. Um, the Running Man game show basically takes the the, the people that society doesn't want, uh, and it puts them up against gladiators who wear ridiculous costumes and chase them across Los Angeles and try to <laughs> kill them. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Richard Dawson uh, plays the host of uh, of the Running Man, and he is uh, un he is fantastic. Like you 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 go to see this movie and you can't believe that wow. Richard Dawson, who knew? American let's, game show host. Let's see if it's up there. Show. The running man. <laughs> 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 Survey says. 
yes, yes, it is. Um, it was based on a uh, on a Stephen King novel, writing under the name uh, Richard Bachman. Um, the action actually like holds up incredibly well. Um, it's you know it is bizarro. It is it's weird. Um, but again, like the the thing that I just cannot wrap my head around um, is okay. So I'll I'll put it to you this way. So in the last week, I've watched two science fiction movies that were set in 2019. I watched Blade Runner and I watched The Running Man. Blade Runner got it horrifically wrong. <laughs> the Running Man got it pretty right to the point where Maria Conchita Alonso, like who I guess is in 2019, Maria Conchita Alonso comes home and she tells her computer to do everything. And it all sets up. It turns on the TV. It makes your coffee. It's basically, and I'm not going to say the name because then my computer will answer me. <laughs> it's that. Like, that's the world that she's living in. Everything is bread and circuses. There's a huge homeless problem. Uh, you know, it's just, it is, it's bananas uh, watching this movie. Um, you know, there is like, look, it's it's the usual uh, cast of loonies from any movie written by Steven D'Souza in the 80s. So, you know, you've got Arnold, you've got Jesse Ventura. Um, Yakit Kato is in this movie and he is awesome. Yet it's so weird uh, to see him in this film. Um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just, it's got a lot of like really insane uh, action films as, you know, as our heroes are pursued across LA by these gladiators. Um, there's an insane uh, sequence in, in in a skating rink, on a hockey, on a hockey rink. Uh, I mean, y you name it, you tell me what top that you don't think this movie can go over and it freaking pole vaults right the hell over it. <laughs> Wow. Also, it was directed by Starsky from Starsky and Hutch, or was it Hutch? Oh, Michael Glazer. Oh, Michael Glazer. Oh, right. I think Man, he was directed he was Band Starsky. of the Hand. Yes. That's right, which is not one of the great action movies of all time. I love it that we picked yet another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie on the 430 <laughs> movie. He's like a perennial. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I remember, I, I haven't, I don't think I've seen this movie since it was in theaters. Uh, I enjoyed it when it came out, and it's actually been quite high on my list uh, to revisit. I don't own it on disc, and I, I I didn't notice it streaming, you know, free anywhere. So I didn't, uh, I haven't revisited it. But uh, but it's uh, goofy and enjoyable. I found it on Paramount Plus. Mark, oh, you, well, I have that. I'm an excellent. <laughs> Mark, you you had a, a negative look on your face when uh, Ashley first uh, uh, mentioned this title. Uh, I, I really thought I really thought this would be a week of great movies. I thought <laughs> I, 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 I was shaping up real nice. And then look, I, 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 first of all, I, I think we picked the Running Man on Schwarzenegger week, or we picked it for something. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I don't think it's particularly well directed. I like the concept. I love the fact that Richard Dawson is. Uh, you know, playing with his, uh, uh, his, his, uh, his image, you know, obviously he was famous from, uh, uh, at the time in uh, family feud, as you and alluded Hogan's to Heroes. earlier, no, <laughs> but he, he's not doing Hogan's heroes. He's doing family feud. No, I, I, I rewatched this movie recently and it's better. It's better than I remember it. When I saw in the theaters, I was not a huge fan of it uh, compared to the rest of Schwarzenegger's 
recent Uber at the Uber at the time. It is aged well because of what Ashley talks about the fact that unfortunately it got so much right that we're one step away from Gladiator Games deciding, <laughs> you know, uh, being televised uh, 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 between. I mean, we you know, have. We have naked and afraid. Uh, you know how many seasons of that? So, I mean, we're we're so close. I mean, I, I, as a great chase movie, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I mean, it has running in the title. I guess. So. <laughs> well, um, they are, in fact, chase. But, the, uh, the but it's not well directed. It's not <laughs> well directed. I mean, the, the, the chase. Oh, when has that ever stopped? What, what is best about that is the script <laughs> and you know Arnold's one liners, and you could say, okay, people. The people they have to fight, or you know, there's some cleverness going on. And zero now, subs. There's there's Runner in the title of Blade Runner. Rich Dawson. I mean, I was sort of kidding when I said, "Oh, I hope you don't pick Attack of the Clones." Now I'm wishing you had Um, (laughs) the clones. That chase over a Coruscant. Oh, Oh, Jesus! It's still awful. Yeah, well, of course it's awful, Um, but. uh, But you I, know. But, you know, I would consider Blade Runner a chase movie. Uh, it's Harrison Ford chasing down these replicants. Yeah, not really. He's walking. He's not. <laughs> no, he's well, not really running. Roy we need the old Blade Walker back. <laughs> Blade uh, Walker. He, he chases people in fits and starts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think so, Mr. Melton. He chases Rachel. Nice yeah, he does. <laughs> he catches her. He chases well, depends Zora. which version you've seen. No, not really. He shoots her in the back. She's the one well, running. He, 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 ch- uh, he chases her uh, a little ways, and then uh, and, and then, then she gets yeah. <laughs> But but you know you know what chase looks cool. Yeah, and your guy now you guys can say I'm crazy. I think that the chase and uh, the dial the d- duck of death looks great with Harrison on the on horseback going into the subway. I think he that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I think hey, that you know, looks Kurt great. Chase was great. The one in Kingdom of Crystal Skull. No. Ugh. no, I love that second trailer for Indy. Yeah, I want to believe, baby. Me too. I'm Fox Mulder. I want to believe. I think it looked great. I I'm can't wait. You. Well, then you know what happened to Fox Mulder. That's right. Yeah, he went. <laughs> he was on too many seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, he he moved, and he moved from Vancouver to California. <laughs> so, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope. I want to believe. So the running man, the running man, man. he's really running from himself. I don't know what I'm running from. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There you go. It's a pick. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. What the hell's wrong with you? It's a Wednesday. Oh my God. Somebody on, on social had something about, look, did you see Cloak and Dagger came out on 4k? It's like, no, how come nobody talks about this movie? It's like, how about nobody talks about movie? <laughs> no, about about nothing ever talks about. That's a good week. That's a good week title. Nobody but talks about these movies week. Nobody talks about this whole show is nobody talks about these movies. <laughs> All the people talk about is the fucking Marvel movies. Well, I can talk talk about how excited I am about the Criterion Collections July announcements with Oh, uh, me too. One False Move and the Bud Boddicker box set and uh After Hours. What a month. Oh, and how about that that artwork on After Hours? It looks oh. so great. I can't wait. So good. And I can't wait to see the special features on that. And the only thing about the renowned westerns, which I can't believe they're coming out in 4K, which is so exciting, <laughs> yeah. is that they can't get Seven Men from Now, mm. the Batjack from uh, mm-hmm. Paramount. Because yeah. that would just be perfect, but it's still I ride lonesome, which was what, Vista Vision or Scope in 4K. Cannot wait. Ugh. That's a day one purchase. Yeah, 
Yep, absolutely. Okay. I'm just trying to avoid talking about the rest yeah. of it now. <laughs> Thursday. Oh, Let's Thursday. Run along, run so along Thursday. Here's the thing. I had my I had my pick all locked in. Uh, now and now, it's called and now I move along it. home. <laughs> yeah. So look, I, here's the thing. I, I, you know, I thought, okay, in-laws, Ronan, great. And, and so I can, I, I could go with my pick, which I thought would be fun, little palate cleanser, you know, but now I can't go with it. So my pick was going to be a spy love me because I love that chase. And it goes from being a car chase to an underwater chase that the Lotus becomes a submarine car. This, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> but it's frivolous. Okay. It's frivolous. And after running man, I can't be frivolous. I got to get, I got to, we got to go with like the real deal. So I'm going to forget all this nonsense like Spy Love Me or even even The Matrix Reloaded, which is a terrible movie, has a great car chase, right? That's the best thing about the movie. Yeah. Um, but I can't go with that because you put me in a situation where you got to go with the, the real deal. And you said it earlier, Ashley. You said no CG, real car, real stakes. You're going to bring out the big gun, aren't you? I'm going to bring yes. out the big gun. I'm going to go with the obvious pick since, since nobody else has done it. The French Connection. Of course. All right, Popeye's here. Get your hands on your heads. Get off the barn. Get on the wall. What's my name? Popeye Doyle. If he doesn't like you, he'll take you apart. And it's all perfectly legal because Doyle fights dirty. You want to take a ride there, fat man? And plays rough. Anybody want a milkshake? Doyle is bad news, but he's a good cop. We're going now. Bye. How many times have I been down hard and looked up and saw him smiling like a shining dime? Yeah. That he would stay and tell me why He was so happy if he had time Who is that clown? Jewish lucky man What about the last of big time spenders? Nick? No, you? He's spreading around like the Russians are in Jersey They say we stick around and give him a tail Our friend's name is Boca Salvatore Boca B-O-C-A well, downtown, they're pretty sure he pulled off a contract on a guy named DeMarco. Man, that's not a drop. I'll open up a charge for you at Bloomingdale's. B-O-C-A. Doesn't miss it. And then on our own, after working a whole day and night, we tailed him to Brooklyn. And we sat on him for practically a week. Now, who do we come up with? The French Connection. A millionaire exporter with a record too clean to be true. And Doyle knows it. But he's been known to make mistakes. Your hunches have backfired before, Doyle. This time, he can't afford to be wrong. Hasn't gone down. I, I, I know it hasn't. I can, I can feel it. I'm dead certain. Last time you're dead certain, we went for dead cop. All right, let's hit him. Hit him. All right, nobody move. Put your hands in the air. The stakeout. Speed, speed. The payoff. The chase. Don't stop.
I mean, and, and, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, 70, what, two, 74, you know, it's it, movies have come a long way. No, they haven't. They, they haven't. haven't. Yeah. They haven't. They really, truly have and, not. And what's so great about that, and I love it, anybody who knows anything, who's read the freaking biographies, was the commentary to make him, they didn't have permits. Yeah. They didn't, they, you know, they, they weren't supposed to be doing what they were doing. They put these crazy people in the streets of Brooklyn, you know, and believe me, there are enough crazy people in Brooklyn as is. And um, and just have this car underneath the L, the elevated subway, chasing this thing. And and literally, you know, people could have died. Yeah. Now, they didn't. Thank God. Well, but they could have. As far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big cover up. But um <laughs> But uh, that is such a, uh, the audacity of that. What a great thing. So he's, you know, he, Roy, Roy Scheider, uh, Gene Hackman, Popeye Doyle, he's chasing <laughs> this, 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 Not um, Popeye. He, he's, oh. <laughs> he, he's chasing the, the, this French assassin hit this hitter and he oh, gets on the subway and he chases a subway car, a, a subway with his car. Yeah. I mean, that is so awesome. A couple of years later, you see something similar in uh, Taking Pelham 123, where Walter Matthau mm -hmm. is trying to catch up with the train. It's not as cool. It, that's an amazing movie, too. That's yeah. another on our list of movies yeah. you must watch. But um, but this scene is so great, and, and it's so brilliantly directed. I mean, freaking was freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, and, you know... And it's not just that fabulous car chase, obviously. There's so yeah. much more to this movie. This Hackman's performance, which I'm sure we picked for uh, yeah, um, Hackman, Hackman Fever, Fever Week. Yeah. And, you know, I'd, I'd pick this movie every week. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's playing at the Cinematheque uh, in a couple of weeks. That's right. Yes. And I, uh, we're going to go see it. Um, well, don't forget, French it, movie start, week. It, it starts off with a great foot chase with uh, Hackman dressed up as Santa Claus. As Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa and Claus. somebody picks their feet in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, that's correct. We should have picked that for uh, Santa Claus week. And then um, <laughs> you also have that great cat and mouse with the Frenchman on the train with the mm -hmm. cane where he's going in and out mm -hmm. of the subway car. And, mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then he's, you know, he's trying to catch him. You know, and he's, it's a, he's tailing him the whole time. So great. Such a great movie. And, you know, uh, obviously based uh, uh, on the real uh, French connection and Eddie Egan, not Eddie Egan, the publicist from Paramount, right. Eddie Egan, the cop. Um, and uh, Eagle is it, such a, it's, you know, and that's a movie. It's funny. I don't think I saw it until maybe 10, 15 years ago at the Cinema Tech mm. for the first time. Right. When I think Freaking was speaking because I just thought it was some cop movie from the 70s. You know, I've Which seen a is. lot of them. <laughs> which it is, right, which it is. And I didn't think, you know, I, I thought, okay, uh, you know, how great is this going to be? Yeah. Well, no. it, is it, the, great. it is the great. cop movie from the <laughs> yeah, 70s, yeah, yeah, yeah. which had a lot of great cop movies. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and and it blew me away. I loved it. Then that awful Blu-ray came out where mm -hmm. freaking decided he was going to recolor time the whole thing. And yeah. then Owen, Owen Roisman went crazy, apparently. <laughs> and, and they re-released it with the right color timing. Um, but... Man, I love this movie. I love this movie. And that chase, and it's only, what, 10 minutes on screen, if yeah. that, yeah. is amazing. Plus, and there's a couple shots from it in uh, the opening to That's Hollywood. That's, yeah, that's, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> and, that's of course, Hollywood we all know was what the a TV last shot show. was. That's Hollywood was a TV show, basically a clip of old movies show. And uh, it was narrated by Tom Bosley. And it had yeah, clips from uh, the French Connection. It had uh, 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 
uh, Raquel Welch in it, uh, showing uh, a wet shirt, and it had Darth Vader's Tie Fighter every week, and it was I, great. I, to see. I, well, I, the Death Star blowing up at the end because right. it was from Fox. That's Fox correct. produced that's Hollywood, so it always had a bunch of Fox stuff in it. Yeah. Um, not I would always tune in just to see that Tie Fighter, that split second, yep. you know, that two second shot of Darth. Because that's all too. we had. <laughs> it's all that we had. <laughs> that's how lame it was as kids. Yeah, you know YouTube. It wasn't even on a home video. You turn on seven thirty at night. That yeah. stupid. That's Hollywood. No matter what they were covering. And there are a couple of these That's Hollywoods that Fox has on a couple of their uh, DVD Blu-rays. I don't know if they, they've they made the, the the transition, but I know on DVD, there were a couple of movies that had the original That's Hollywood making ofs. It may have even been French Connection. I don't remember. But you still can find it, uh, a few of them floating around. And, I'm sure uh, they're on YouTube. Yeah, yeah probably. But, but you know what the 70s did have, Mark? The French Connection in a movie theater. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> now, what a brilliant movie! I, I revisited it uh, just last year. Uh, it's one that I watch every every couple of years, and I mean, it just holds up beautifully. It's such a well told story and impeccably directed, and yeah. wonderful performances. Hackman is is amazing. Yeah, and so is Roy Scheider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, everyone in that movie great is great. Um, and you know, and I, we, I think we said this as great as the first one is the second one is terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's right yeah. up there with like exorcist two, like these right. terrible sequels. And that was Frankenheimer. Yeah. Mm. That was Frankenheimer who directed the second one, you know, and, um, you got a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Uh -huh. Um, so, oh, so that's our pick for Thursday. Now, Friday, so many options. Yeah. Uh, so I let me just jump apologize, in. please. No, I'm not going to apologize at all. I will say that when you said you were going to go with like, you know, the sort of the, the granddaddy of them all, like car chases. Look, I think you made an absolutely fantastic, 100 percent spectacular, amazing pick. But I thought you were going to say uh, Peter Yates bullet bullet. try to evade the responsibility. In your parlance, you blew it. What the hell is going on here? A high-speed pursuit? Two men are killed? An officer in the hospital? A witness almost murdered? Captain Baker would like to have a word with you. Now listen to me, Lieutenant. All right, nail him. I want him written off. Do you let anything reach you? I mean, really reach you? Or are you so used to it by now that nothing really touches you? You're living in a sewer, Frank. Day after day. With you, living with violence is a way of life. Living with violence and death. 
way Frank Bullitt's swinging, you know he's heading for a crash with that wall of official disapproval. But when some rare Chicago blood starts spilling in San Francisco, they hand Bullitt the mark. Now, what went wrong, Lieutenant? Who else knew where he was? What? Who else knew where he was? What have you been implying? Oh, well, they knew where to look for him and they used your name to get in. Are you suggesting I disclosed his whereabouts? If you believe what you want, you work your side of the street and I'll work mine. I almost uh, did because let me tell you, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, but like, let's tell the good people listening to this podcast. Bullet is one of those movies that um, people have probably heard of, probably have not watched. But if they do, they're going to, you know, if you saw it in the theater, you would walk out of the theater with your seat cushion clenched between your butt <laughs> because that chase through San Francisco is just fantastic like and i and arguably you know there is none higher in in the sense that um it innovated almost everything um that we've seen in uh in car chases since um, can i disagree at the, with at the you? very least there, there hadn't been anything like it when we saw it to me this movie is a perfect example of the movie being better than the sum of its parts i mm -hmm. don't think bullet when you break it down yeah. is really that great a movie yeah. but mm -hmm. somehow yeah steve mcqueen mm -hmm. the mustang robert vaughn is the villain the uh, those opening credits the, the location. location shot on location in san yeah. francisco it's great i love it By i mean way, like i totally agree i love it i don't mustang know. is the car i want <laughs> i figured when you alluded to that earlier that it was the mustang yeah uh, i don't blame you it's, it's so cool but, smart enough to stop a bullet <laughs> but talk talk about star power yeah, i mean yeah, right. that movie he carries that on his shoulders and he's not likable yeah no. you know i mean because really bullet bullet is an episode of any cop show yeah. if you really break it down the plot of it oh the corrupt guy and and you know the the guy in the witness relocation witness relocation program who who the mob wants to hit and then you know it's like it, it's it's just like it's kind of dopey right but it's freaking great yeah and it, it's peter yates beautifully directed and i love those credits mm -hmm. yeah no it's just a fantastic film i mean look the, to me the 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 high watermark i mean other than ronan for uh for car chases really was the 70s there's so much interesting shit that was going on things like uh vanishing point which i almost picked mm -hmm. um which yeah. is just it's surreal man it's like what if david lynch um made a car chase movie and i mean the ending of that movie is just it's bizarre is it supernatural mm. like what the hell is happening? Is it occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge and all the entire movie is happening as this dude is driving towards a blockade, like toward a roadblock? Like, what the hell is going on? All you know is it's awesome. And like the the chick on the radio is talking to him the whole time, but like as though she knows what's going on, it is deeply surreal and experimental for a car chase movie. 
Um, there is totally. another there's a great. Can I just say there's a great sure. car chase? Um, Barry Newman is in Steven Soderbergh's The Limey. And even though it's yeah. not a long car chase, there's it's this good. great car chase with Barry Newman chasing Terrence Stamp in The Limey. That's awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah, 100%. Like, God, I love the Limey. There's another movie that, like, that people should see and probably have not. Uh, it's a great, a great Blu-ray steelbook that just came out uh, uh, 4K. recently. It's terrific. I want to see yeah. a double feature of uh, of that and Lemony Snicket. <laughs> <laughs> Lemony Limey. I love it. I'm coming for it. you. I'm fucking coming, Lemony Snicket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's my God. Well, you know... Um, and, you know, that era, you also had, like, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry, yeah. which has a great car chase. I mean, even movies that weren't car chase movies, like, Steven Spielberg's Sugarland Express had a great car chase. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and, 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 and Ashley picked the gauntlet uh, in weeks in yeah, uh, yeah. weeks past, mm -hmm. and uh, or something like Smokey and the Bandit. You know? Cannibal even, Run. Yeah, used yeah. cars. Yeah, used cars. Ball Rally, which is, right. I, I think, like, the great version of, you know, of Cannonball Run. Um, which, by the way, has just a bunch of beautiful cars in it and is actually really funny. I, I want to mention one that's actually from this decade, though. No. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> because it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, it's uh, from James Mangold from 2019. Oh. It's yep. Ford v. Ferrari. I mean, oh, yes, yeah. the, the, ch mm -hmm. the chase is around in circles, but... Uh, it is uh, it is extremely well done. It is uh, it is extremely uh, uh, well told. The acting is great. The cinematography is great. The action is great, and uh, it's really fun to watch. And I, I didn't expect to like it. Yeah, you, you know what? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Ashley. You no, know, I was just gonna say, if you're a gearhead, like that's the movie. Um, yeah. There's a just very quickly, and this was this one is easy to watch. You can find it on YouTube. It will take 15 minutes of your time, and so it doesn't really count as a film. It's a short, um, but it is absolutely worth it. Uh, there is a, a French film uh, called short film called The Rendezvous, and it is literally shot entirely inside uh, the, uh, the 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 cockpit of the vehicle as mm. the driver is driving it through the streets of Paris in the early morning. Mm. And it is so fuck. Like when they, when they did this, it was, it was, they shot it gorilla. They stole the shots. Mm. Basically they didn't get permits or anything. Gorillas um, don't a, drive. Yeah. There's a couple of harrowing moments yeah. where it's like, Oh my God, is he going to hit the old lady? Like, and it's just, it's fantastic. And the best mm. thing about it, other than the driving is like, that guy is for real. It has the best punchline. It has a terrific punchline. Like, why is he driving so fast and so dangerously through mm. Paris? And the answer is perfect and extremely French. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. He was having an affair. No. Um, so what? What about? Um, uh, you know that that's really that's really interesting. I, I got to say that um, if we're looking at like contemporary movies that had great chasings, certainly I would say Drive. Yes, has that opening ten minutes, which is spectacular. I mean, yeah. I like the whole movie, but the the, the first ten minutes of where he's the getaway driver and he parks the car at Staples Center, you know, which is the culmination of the thing going into the credits. Fantastic, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and Dark Knight, Dark Knight has a oh, great car chase. Yeah, so does John Wick Two, which opens yeah. with a great car chase. Well, the, the one that I alluded to earlier, of course, was Mad Max Fury Road. Mm -hmm. oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think That's you were alluding to Corvette Summer. 
with each yeah. <laughs> or yeah. the road road warrior for that road matter. warrior so, yeah, yeah, i would pick yeah. before that actually yeah. because that definitely didn't have any visual effects in it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's true well the movie no, i am i am very i was going to pick until i got cold feet because i wasn't convinced it was a chase movie but thinking about it it's kind of a chase against the clock and it's a movie Brian from Song. 19 <laughs> <laughs> from That's i funny. think 1999 called run lola run oh, oh yeah a that's a terrific great pick. Uh, german movie from tom tickveer starring mm-hmm. franca potenta and it's a really lean mean clever the visually striking with a tremendous uh electronic music score that um, was part of my writing playlist for many years. It's just so energetic and propulsive. And it's just a a really clever movie that I I think was really influential in its time for a couple of years. Hugely influential. And it's kind of faded from memory. It seems every 10 years, there's like some art house movie that breaks out as a mainstream action movie. And like in the, in the eighties, it was diva. Remember in 1982? Yep. And then I felt like you had, um, you had run Lola run. And then it like 10 years after that was crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Like every Mm. 10 years, these things Mm -hmm. happen and run Lola run was that like, it was like people who normally wouldn't see a a film with subtitles and art house film went to go see that. And it's great. It and it was super influential. And that's and of probably course, how she landed in Born Identity. Which that is yeah. exactly how she ended in Born Identity, yeah. which has some yeah. great car chases, all three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, the second one, and particularly Born Supremacy had that great car chase to R- Russia. And then, the, the you know, the, the, they had they all had great car. The Paul Greenglass stuff was f- spectacular in the second one. Or even um, Greengrass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or Pete Potwistle or whoever the hell it was. And then, you know, people who who paid homage to these classics that we love, you know, certainly I, I would I would say uh, Baby Driver had some terrific yes. car chase mm-hmm. stuff. In 1,000%. It. Edgar Wright did a great job with that. I'm, I'm shocked that Steve or Darren did not pick um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What truck? And that yeah. the Desert Chase, which is also one of the great chase scenes, along with stunt, obviously, when he's, you know, that famous stagecoach stunt where he goes under the truck. Yeah, uh, just which to is, see that again last week, man, that movie is so good. So good. Yeah. So good. And then you could pretty much, you know, pick almost any Bond movie, and chances are there's a great car chase in it. Live and Let Die has a great car slash boat chase, you know, um, and... Uh, Casino uh, uh, Royale has probably the greatest foot chase of all time. Oh yeah! Oh, That's absolutely, true. absolutely. Yes. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> that parkour sequence Ugh. is sensational. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess yeah. when I was approaching this week, I was thinking more of movies where most of the movie is an extended chase. So right. I was thinking of things like uh, The Fugitive, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or uh, North by Northwest. Or, or the Blues Brothers, where you know the the bulk of the film is is someone chasing her, or something like the Terminator, the first Terminator movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was totally thinking the opposite. The <laughs> movies with great chase scenes. <laughs> we totally is what we get for not 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 uh, not preparing for these things. Like Steve, uh, the Blues Brothers has a great chase scene going through the uh, the mall, the shopping mall yeah. with the car. Oh. That's a lot of fun. That's a I love that that chase through the mall is fucking brilliant and and I love the chase uh, the 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 extended chase from the venue into to the uh, county uh, clerk's office in downtown yeah. Chicago. It's mm-hmm. so funny with you know it's just this ridiculous and unreasonable amount of police cars right. and the and the good old uh, the good old boys. <laughs> 
good old Blues the, Brothers boys. <laughs> the only time I ever saw anything like that was in one of the Love Bug movies. It was Herbie Rides Again, where he goes into an office building, then up a up a uh, elevator into an office, <laughs> which is awesome. And then you have uh, Freakin comes back with To Live and Die in L.A., which has a great yeah. car mm-hmm. chase as well. And if man, if, this is if Rob were here, he would have picked that. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> of course, yeah. he would. He would. He's a huge freaking fan and a huge fan of To Live and Die in L.A. He's a freaking he's huge a freaking freaking fan. fan. Yeah, um, uh, both Italian jobs have great chases. That's true. I thought for sure Darren was going to pick something like Midnight Run. You know, I'm not a fan of Midnight Run. Really? You know, I think we, I think we yeah. mentioned that. I think we talked about this before, and I was surprised then, as I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm now. surprised too. I, I I saw it once, and I'm I'm good. Well, I, you know, okay. The hunt for I, Red October. I just want to say, I saw it when it opened, Darren. Firefox. And I felt like you. I did. I didn't love it. It was okay. fine. I watched well, it again I a couple years ago. Maybe I'll give it another it. look. Okay. I think because movies suck so bad now, things <laughs> we didn't love yes. back in the day. <laughs> I look a lot better in retrospect. You know, I had the same experience because I remember seeing Midnight Run when it came out because there was a lot of buzz about it because of the casting and everything. I thought, it's okay. It feels a little overhyped. And I watched it again a few years ago like, wow, this movie's really good. Before we were you know it, you're going to watch Cor- Corvette Summer and think, <laughs> this is a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, wow. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Gone or, in 60 or seconds. Film. Or Eat My Dust. Mm. <laughs> if we mm. want to go back that way, sir. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, we got to figure this Friday. We got to figure out. it out. Logan's run. run. Well, <laughs> now you're really stretching that. I did. I mean, that's almost stretching it uh, as much as uh, Running Man. I'm, I'm holding for uh, Plankton and Fish of the Sea Week, <laughs> um, and then then maybe we can pick it. Unboxing week. <laughs> Plankton and sea greens and um, from the sea, and of course, Mission Impossible has a bunch of great car all chases, the Mission Impossible movies, running too, yeah. chases, yeah, all kinds of stuff, Mo- motorcycle chases, really spectacular stuff. But again, we're getting to the area of CGI. It's seamless in many cases, but it's still CG. It's still green screen. I mean, that's again going back to my pick, French Connection. I love it because it was all real. You know, and you yeah, can right. make that case with Bullet. It was all yeah. real. Yeah. Or it could go exactly the opposite and uh, go to uh, one of the ones that we picked before, uh, Speed Racer. Right. Ugh. I know Steve <laughs> picked that for Guilty Pleasure Weeks, but I can't be a party of that, especially uh, after the running man uh, locked into Wednesday. Oh. What about Death Proof, uh, Quentin Tarantino's? Uh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that, but yeah. it, it does have a spectacular uh, car chase. Well, yeah. if I if I ever make a uh, a self-aggrandizing uh, movie uh, review book like Quentin did, I will not include it in mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, any anybody want to put uh, uh, land on anything? Anybody you want to get park 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 this baby? I I mean, there are so many different ways of of looking at at kind of what this Friday represents, but to me. I think that the choice should be bullet because as you said, the movie is so much better than the sum of its parts. And the thing that elevates it, it's not just that it has a great car chase scene. It has an iconic car chase scene. Um, And it elevates it beyond what it is. 
I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I go although I do that. feel like I'm on a mission from God, so I do want to um, <laughs> put Blues Brothers out there as a as a, a potential alternative. <laughs> but I think we should go with Blood. No, we, I mean, we have, know, we have picked Blues Brothers before for SNL week, I believe. Right. So oh, then forget it. We should it. go with Bullet then. You know, but, you know, uh, don't we, don't forget the paper chase because it does have the word chase in the title. Oh my god! <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's wow. that's funny. <laughs> Nicely uh, done. I, you know, I, I think we we could have just called this week, uh, you know, movies for dudes week. Uh, that would <laughs> that would have uh, that would have been just fine. No, that's not true. Dana picked the in laws. The in laws. Yeah, that's that's true. true. Well, you know, that's right. I I, I stand corrected. Then uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine with bullet. Number one with a bullet, Friday. Okay, yeah, I, I'm definitely down with that. That yeah. is a great and iconic chase. And uh, Steve McQueen, you know, he also you got the getaway, but I, I prefer bullet mm. to the getaway. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and I love Peck and Paul, but I, I would go with bullet over over. Uh, and of course, for Ashley, uh, Peter Yates also directed Crawl, so that's another yeah. plus for uh, exactly. <laughs> Wow, that, that's one that I run fast away from. So well, maybe that's the glaive will catch you. I don't know the why you're running. <laughs> the glaive will catch you. I still can't believe that Eddington on Deep Space Nine is Ken Marshall from Crawl. That's just insane. Now there's a okay. There's another week like movies that like should have been great week. <laughs> just, <laughs> movies that should have been great week. Right, it's like if we, Monday, Rain of Fire. Tuesday, Crawl. Movies we thought would be great. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. The poster lied to us. Week. <laughs> <laughs> the poster lied to us. Week. That's a good one. That's really we good. Do that. <laughs> movies with great one sheets that. Completely disappointed us. Wow. <laughs> so many. Uh, well, so I think many. we have a week. I think yeah. we do. And uh, let's go through it one more time. So uh, you can turn on the 430 movie and watch these movies on home video or streaming uh, on Max. Um, <laughs> uh, on Monday, Steve, rem remind us what we're watching. Monday, it's Peter Falk and Alan Arkin as in-laws in The In-Laws. And Darren, on Tuesday, it's Robert De Niro and John Frankenheimer's Ronan. And on Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller's pick. Arnold Schwarzenegger won't fire on helpless people, and neither will I. In 1987's The Running Man. <laughs> on Thursday, it's not Spanish, it's not Russian, it's not Italian, it's the French Connection. <laughs> and on Friday, it's number one with a bullet. <laughs> What a week. Thrill of the Chase week. Some great movies. And The Running Man. <laughs> wow. Wow. An eclectic bunch of films, I must say. Well, people are going to have to try really hard to catch up with us. Catch right. <laughs> us if you can. Well, and as always, uh, we'd love to hear your picks for Thrill of the Chase week. Whatever criteria you use to determine. <laughs> and you can do that on social at the 430 Movie on Twitter, 430 Movie on Instagram, and the 430 Movie on Facebook. So let us know what your picks are. Not that we're going to program them, but we just want to know. <laughs> just curious. There have been actually some great picks uh, from the listeners that we hadn't thought of or that we um, hadn't seen or hadn't mentioned. So uh, it's always good to hear what, uh, what you of think. Course, of course, suggestions shouldn't come across as whining. 
I, yeah. I, I look down at those. We've gotten a the few of those bin. over the past couple of weeks. Oh, why uh, didn't you? I prefer like I would have picked, yeah, which is fine. Yeah. As opposed, why didn't you? Yeah, why didn't right. you? What's wrong with you? No, no, we don't accept accusatory picks. Uh, <laughs> just contribute something for a change. I don't understand why you didn't pick the uh, the, uh, the the shuttle chase through the scimitar and Nemesis. That would have been a really good pick. Hey, you don't uh, understand why? Because we're us. <laughs> oh my god well this is great and of course we're going to be back for next uh next week with an all-new theme week as we count down to the end of the season with a supersized finale coming in four weeks four weeks i think four weeks supersized finale it is, it's our finale. one countdown <laughs> <laughs> 100, 101 movie posters that let us down. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, part series. <laughs> until then, we hope you'll continue to listen to wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Also, our sister podcast, Inglorious Trexperts. And of course, um, uh, you can subscribe to Deck78 at trexpertsplus.com, where we talk about Trek adjacent subjects and a lot of cool things that you might be interested in. Um, but until uh, next week, on behalf of Stephen Melching, Darren Docterman, Ashley Miller, myself, Mark A. Altman, save us the aisle seat, and Eyewitness News starts now. <laughs>